NBL finals. They're not here this weekend, mate. We have to wait a little bit longer because we've got the FIBA international window, but our Perth Wildcats are involved, so that gets us excited. But the quality of basketball this year has been at a very high level. The CEO, David Stevenson, has been good enough to join us as we prepare for a massive few weeks ahead. David, thanks for joining us. Good morning, Jacob and Wayne. Thank you so much for having having me on. It's always great to, to have you aboard and always great to be chatting about the business end of an NBL season. You must be excited uh, now that we're down to six. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, It's been an incredible season and uh, you know the way that the, those teams have come together and, and the rivalries that are, that are playing out, we couldn't have been happier with the way the season's played out and now we get a chance to see uh, who's going to be champion. Now, one of the big things, of course, is crowds. I mean, I think you're averaging now over 7,000 for each one, so you must be uh, ab- absolutely ecstatic with the season in that regard. Yeah, we, we couldn't be happier. Uh, we've had 33 sellout games already this year, um, and we're just about to crack next week for the first game, the millionth person through the gate, which is the first time that's happened since 1996. And, and even in 1996, that was 60 more games than what we've had this year. So highest average attendance in our history. Um, we're, we're absolutely thrilled, and it's great to see so many fans enjoying the NBL. That uh, that's very true, and and then you see a night like the other night with the NBL awards, and um, you see the players celebrated, you see the coaches celebrated, and just a a celebration of the season. It's such a uh, a great culmination of all the hard work over the last four or five months, and yes, the business end still to come. But a night like that must make you reflect with a great deal of pride on what you've built, David. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I think full credit to the the players and the coaches and the clubs. Um, I think it's been a fantastic season, but it was a bit spine-tingling the other night to see, you know, um, Perth's own Bryce Cotton win his fourth uh, MVP, to have Andrew Gaze up there and talk with the, the passion that he had and particularly the influence his, his father's had. Um, Corey, Corey Williams, you know, ex-MVP award winner, sharing his personal uh, cancer battle. It was just one of those special moments where, where the league and the industry comes together. David, one of the things you must be proud of, I mean, we mentioned about crowds and all that, that's great in Australia, but the respect that this league has got around the world um, and, and it's standing now, I, th- I think it's, it's a little bit of a, become a bit of a go-to in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the Next Stars program um, has been phenomenal and obviously, you know, first Alex Sarr and the way he's tracking and, you know, potential projected number one draft pick um, is helping it, but what we've really seen is a very genuine belief from basketball experts, players, agents around the world that their best path to get to the NBA is through the NBL. And, and so when you think about those players from the different parts of Europe and the US to say, you know what, I actually think that coming to the NBL, playing against grown men, a very mature league, um, and that's my best chance to get to the NBA, I think is um, is incredible. So it's we don't take that for granted, and every year we've got to make sure we keep getting better and better, but it's, um, it's certainly feeling pretty good at the moment. No bigger name in coaching circles in Australian basketball than Brian Gorgian, uh, and been involved for a long time, hasn't for the last couple of years. Has been linked to Adelaide. Seems like it's been reported that he's out of the race for that particular position. Would you love to have Brian Gorgian back involved in the NBL? Yeah, we would. I mean, Brian's um, just been a phenomenal coach in our league. You know, I don't think there's... Um, a, a, a decade where he hasn't had a big influence on what this league's done. Um, he, he's a great servant of Australian basketball. Obviously, he's 
role with the Boomers is is well known. But we would love to have him in in whatever capacity he's comfortable to be in, because I think he's really been that springboard for so many teams and for so many individual players. Uh, and I think he's a, he's a great um, champion of, of our sport. So we'd love him to be a part of the NBL. He's got to find the right opportunity that, that works for him and the club. You've had Isaiah Thomas out here uh, the last week for a couple of fan events, uh, a two-time NBA All-Star, and I know the All-Star weekend's been in the limelight the last few days, but <laughs> it'd be nice to have Isaiah Thomas out here. He said he's open to the opportunity of playing in this league. Yeah, I did see those comments, so that, that was great. You know, we, we didn't know he was going to say them, so again, another reinforcement of where the league's at, but um, I think what you look for now is those NBA players who have got a pretty serious profile, um, that again, they're coming out here for basketball reasons. Um, it's not just about a, you know, a marketing junket to, to make a lot of money. That's certainly not the case. So um, that just gives us that third-party endorsement, which um, helps us feel like we're on the, the right track, but a long way to go. Well, the finals look as though they're going to be fantastic, especially when we <coughs> excuse me, look back over the season and how tight it's been. Melbourne United probably the side just above everybody at the moment. But yeah, when you look at the, the 36 that have finished ninth, they're only sort of one game away from that six. So you'd be very pleased with, the, I suppose, the depth um, of the teams within this comp at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even the fact that Phoenix, you know, who, who yep. finished last, won 10 games. Um, now, it's been a long while since that's happened. So it does, um, that closeness, because it's not just about what happens on court, but it's actually from a fan's perspective that when they turn up and, and go and watch or, or watch on TV, that even though their team may not win every game, but they're going to feel like they're going to see a competitive game. It's going to be a good entertainment experience, win, win lose, or draw. So I'm really um, happy with the way that's going. And obviously, every year that dynamic changes. You know, you've had Sydney who have won the last couple of um, titles uh, and then they've struggled, but sort of just got into that, that top six. And so the movement within teams making finals and not is also really good for us as well. So we're, we're, we're feeling good at the moment. We're chatting to uh, NBL CEO David Stevenson. Uh, no NBL this weekend. However, we move next week into the postseason. The play-in tournament, Tasmania and Illawarra, their seeding battle, and then the play-in match, New Zealand and uh, Sydney, and then the elimination match, uh, which is set up from those first uh, two encounters. Um, are you happy and the club's happy with the, the play-in tournament? We're now getting a look at it for a second season. Uh, are the players happy with it and the, and the clubs? Yeah, it's been um, you know, a, a learning for us. I think, you know, as we said, first time uh, last year. But the, the insight that we've had from, from the players, and particularly the fans, is it's given an extra motivation for teams to strive in the back half of the season because they see that there's a bigger chance for them to be able to make it. And even though it's, it's one game and it's, you know, it's win or it's, or it's lose and, and you're out, um, it's really helped create an appetite for, for those players to strive hard in the back half of the year rather than sort of give up on the season. So um, it's been a, a huge success. Um, I think the matchups are, are incredible with, with both of those games going on. Um, uh, and, and I can't wait for that to start next Wednesday and you can watch it all on, on ESPN um, via, via KO. Illawarra, I mean, uh, their performance this year is obviously what the competition needed, but for them to be in fourth, it, it's a big turnaround. Absolutely. I think they started, um, you know, two and seven, I think, from memory. Um, and, and we're all a bit nervous about what was going to happen coming off a 
season last year where I think they won three games, uh, but but an incredible turnaround. And to see you know what, what Justin Tatum and the team have done with pretty much the same the same roster has been incredible. And and, and that game uh, the other night where um, they were just just pushing every single ounce of energy, and the crowd was roaring and. Um, it just creates this great narrative. And for them to be able to make the, the top four, it's been a long time since I've been that high. Um, it, it's a great story for them, and, and I look forward to seeing how that plays out in the finals. David, is it ideal to have uh, a 10-day break between the last game of the regular season and the first game of the postseason? Is that something you'd like to, to have dissipate? It's a great question. Look, in a perfect world, we, we prefer that fever window not to be there um, because we feel like we do a lot of momentum and then you've got to pause things um, before you get into the finals. But having said that, you know, I thought Dean Vickerman's comments the other day were really good, that if we are going to be that destination for international players to come and play in our league, then we want them to also be able to represent their country. And so we want to encourage that. And, and, and so it certainly has our full support, um, that fever window. Clearly what we're trying to do with these other events like the you know, Scotty Pippen Tour, as an example, is how do we keep up the momentum that we've got around basketball? And by bringing that play in forward to next Wednesday, then we minimise that break. But um, we're making the most of it because I think, hey, that's a, it's a global fever mandate. We, we obviously want to support Basketball Australia and fever with all of their efforts. Bryce Cotton, as you mentioned the other night, David, his fourth MVP. Only Andrew Gay, who the award's named after, has won more. Um, will there be, in time, a cause for a Bryce Cotton-named award? When you think about what he's done for the competition as an import, I guess that debate will go on, whether it's the greatest import in the history of the competition. But what he's achieved over the last half a decade has been remarkable. Oh, it, it, it's been incredible. You know, I was having a, a chat with him the other night um, uh, backstage and, um, and such a humble human being as well. Um, so as a quality person to be able to match that, on-court, um, amazing success. So there, there is definitely an argument to say, hey, how do you celebrate Bryce's impact on the club and also the league? Uh, he, he's been phenomenal, and I still think he's got a few more chapters to go in his story. So how we celebrate that, that'll be a, a good challenge for us, but hopefully we don't have to do that for a few years while he keeps dominating on court. Um, are you allowed to give us your tips on what you think <laughs> might happen and who will end up making the final? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, if, if I'm talking to a West Australian radio, there's really only one choice. No, we want honesty here. No, I think um, there's a couple of teams that, that really stand out. I mean, Melbourne have been on top of the ladder um, for, for the entire year, and so with the depth that they have, I think they're in a good spot. Um, I think Perth are just as equal a chance. I think they're the two standouts. And then I think what we've seen in, in previous seasons is teams that go on a run. Um, when you look at what Sydney Kings um, have done in the last couple of years, even though... Their ladder position may not be super high, but they just all they've got to do is win a couple of games and get through, and, and, and they've got this momentum in that turnaround that you saw at Illawarra and Adelaide. And once they made those those coaches changes over the course of the year, it just shows how quickly things can turn. But um, I think if, if you're a, a betting person, I think it'd come down between Perth and Melbourne at the moment, but, but don't discount the other four. Looking forward to a great post-season playing tournament into the finals and let's hope our uh, our Perth Wildcats are there when the whips are cracking. David, thanks for your time right through the season. We can't wait for what's to come and uh, good luck to everyone at the NBL.
Fantastic. Thanks, Jacob and Wayne. We always appreciate your support and all the best to your listeners.